Welcome to the Work Camper Show, a podcast devoted to helping you discover how to finance your RV travel dreams. I'm Steve Anderson, the president of Work Camper News. Each one of our episodes will either introduce you to people who are already living the RV lifestyle or to opportunities to work short-term jobs. You'll also learn how to hit the road the right way and make the most of every opportunity. Now let's turn over today's show to your host, Greg Gerber. Thank you, Steve. The ability to camp anywhere without being tied to shore power, or boondocking as it is commonly referred, is becoming increasingly popular among RVers. Today I'll be interviewing a woman whose company is being recognized for its cutting-edge solar products and lithium-ion batteries. Today's episode is sponsored by Work Camper News. If you have more questions than answers when it comes to the work camping and RV lifestyle, then don't worry, Work Camper News has your back. Attend their free monthly work camping Q&A webinar to get more questions answered. Each month, the knowledgeable team behind WorkCamper.com hosts a free live webinar where they answer questions submitted by folks just like you who are learning about the RV lifestyle, just getting started, or have been work camping for a while. They cover topics like what kind of work camping jobs are out there, what do these jobs pay, tips for writing a work camper resume, questions to ask an employer, what type of RV is best, how to get your mail as an RVer, and much more. Register for the next live webinar at workcamper.com forward slash answers. Or listen to detailed answers now by watching the recordings of past Q&A webinars on the Work Camper News channel at www.youtube.com forward slash workcamper. And click on the Q&A on Work Camping playlist for more than 15 different videos. In the description of each video, you'll find a list of questions that were answered so you can quickly jump into the answers you want to hear. Success comes when opportunity meets preparation. Work Camper News is here to help you achieve that success. Avanti Lawani is the CEO of Brighter Products. The company is located in South Bend, Indiana, right in the heart of the RV manufacturing community. The firm works with RV manufacturers and individual business owners to create and fabricate power solutions unique to the needs of RVers. company has been in business since 1947, but was an early adopter to solar energy when it arrived in the RV industry more than 20 years ago. While home solar systems are created to be as thin as possible, solar panels designed for RV use need to be a bit thicker and more robust. Not only do RVs rumble down the road, they are subject to changing environments and different levels of humidity. So brighter products, solar panels, have thicker photovoltaic glass to better withstand vigorous use. The company also developed a lithium-ion battery ideally suited for capturing solar power. It is constructed with a non-conductive steel housing, not plastic, that won't even soften until temperatures reach 1600 degrees. That's important to note for fire safety. If there is ever a problem with the battery, individual parts can be swapped out and connections tightened to get it back into working order. That greatly extends battery life far longer than traditional lead-acid RV batteries. To tell us more about her company and how its products can help RVers, especially those who want to embrace solar power or boondocking, please welcome Avanti Lawani, the CEO of Brighter Products, to the show. Thanks for joining me today, Avanti. I really appreciate your time. Tell us a little bit about Brighter Products and where it's located. Brighter Products is located in South Bend, Indiana. We are in the heart of the 
RV manufacturing. And what we do is we've always serviced the the RV plants with solutions. And what we're also doing now is we are serving individual RV owners with customized power solutions, specifically lithium-ion batteries, solar panels, and the entire circuit's installation. So you're helping to make people boondock longer by being able to go wherever they need to go without being plugged into shore power. Absolutely. Super. So what are some of the products that you folks sell? Our lithium-ion battery is an example of a product that we sell, as well as our solar panels. Those are two products that are RV-specific. And then, depending on each individual's requirements, like if you're an RV plant or if you're an individual owner, we have the capabilities of fabricating or creating a solution, depending on what the requirements are. But off the shelf, so to say... Our biggest products are the solar panels, the lithium-ion batteries, and their installation. How long have you been in business? The business has been around since 1947. Obviously, the solar panels and the lithium-ion batteries are about 10 years old. So you were an early adopter to this kind of technology. How did you get into it? Yes, we were an early adapter, and... The inspiration is so interesting. We were in one of the RV plants and one of the people on the team is an engineer, except he's an engineer of a mechanical and a metallurgical metal engineer background. But as we were going through this RV plant, which we've done many times, it struck him that we need to do something about the electrical system. There is so much that could be done. And this is, we're talking circa 2013, 2012, that we said, you know what? Lithium batteries will have to become something for RVs. And that's when we started designing. And we debuted it at the last national RV show in Louisville back in 2017. So it took us a good four or five years of development. Okay, so it... There were other products on the market by the time you entered, but you took your time and did some additional tweaking and things like that to make these specifically for RVs rather than Correct. just ad- adopting an RV to fit a solar panel or a solar system. Correct. Correct. So you can imagine, say, for instance, you're looking at a solar panel, a, a very lightweight, thin glass solar panel is ideal in a home solar situation. You want it to be lighter. In an RV, knowing what we know about tens of thousands of miles on the road, rapidly changing environments, humidity conditions, we know that it'd be better for a solar panel to have a thicker EV glass or photovoltaic glass. So just by virtue of where we are and having so much interaction with the plants, we understood that RV products needed to really focus light on if we were to design a product for RV specifically, what it would look like. And from that point, our batteries became very different, very unique, and the same with our solar panels. And even really with how we 
continue on with our services because in that time frame, nobody really understood the circuits and the correct charging for lithium-ion batteries or how to install solar panels safely. So we went the extra distance to even offer installation services. What makes your batteries so different from other batteries that you can pick up at a hardware store? Yeah, that's a big question. And I think for us, we're lucky in the sense that you can start with what the first thing with our battery that you can see is there's a phone number to it. Generally speaking, you don't have a phone number with RV batteries. Second thing you can see, it's in a non-conductive steel housing. So we put that in a steel housing instead of a plastic housing for fire safety. It's federally regulated that the plastic housings that batteries are housed in, they should melt at about 400 degrees Fahrenheit. An RV fire can easily get beyond 400 degrees Fahrenheit. So that's the reason we chose a steel housing that's non-conductive because it won't even start to soften until you get to be about 1600 degrees. Wow. That's pretty impressive because yeah. I know that one of the biggest dangers with lithium-ion batteries is that they tend to overheat or get hot really quickly when they things can. go wrong. So what you've done is you've put that in a special container to help reduce the likelihood that that's going to cause a fire? Correct. Okay. Wonderful. And we've had three cases so far. One case was a... Our veer, they had a fire in the engine compartment. It was unrelated to the batteries. And whenever you have a fire in an engine compartment, number one, you're certainly going to get above 400 degrees Fahrenheit. So what, hap- what happens often is that those batteries end up becoming fuel to the fire. They end up adding energy to that event. In our case, because our batteries are in the non-conductive steel housing, what happened was our batteries detected that there was an over-temperature condition. So the batteries literally shut themselves off and prevented being aff- prevented themselves from being affected by the fire. So once the fire department was done and all the extinguishment was cleaned up and the RVer brought their RV back up here, we put our batteries to a lithium charger. And sure enough, they started to charge right back up. Now, one of the added benefits to our battery concept by putting in a non-conductive steel housing was that we can open up the battery. We can analyze it. We can switch out parts. We can tighten connections. We can look at what is happening. The conception is mostly is, oh, my batteries are bad. The idea is, oh, wow, my batteries must be bad. It must be aged out. It might not be such. It might be you just have one bad connection and there's no output. So you so, can make one little modification to a battery and restore it to pretty much full life? Yes. That is that a will, big advantage. That is That was really important to us because what we were seeing back in 2013 about is we started to see people treating their RVs as their full-time homes. I think that was always being done. 
But I think starting then, the numbers started to really increase where people were using their RVs more and more as a percentage, were using their RVs as their full-time homes. And if that were the case, we certainly want something that's serviceable. We, it, the lithium technology is such that you can absolutely last 15 years with, our t- with the cells that we use and the way we constructed them. It can last 15 years. Electrically, if it can last 15 years, then mechanically it has to last 15 years too. And we wanted something that would surpass that. So being able to service it is one way that you can surpass that. You can change out a part, tighten a wire, replace a wire, and you're back on the road. Are beers using your batteries for the coach or for the engine or both? Outside, coach. The coach side. Okay. So managing things like the air conditioners and the refrigerator and things like that. Correct. And how many batteries are typically needed for a RV year? It depends. So if you're in a class B, we've seen numbers like frequently one or two. And the same thing with the class C, we've seen a lot of folks with one or two or four batteries. Class A's, there's more basement compartment space. And we've seen, oh my word, we've seen anything from two batteries all the way out to 16 batteries. Wow. 16 yeah. fully off the grid, I would imagine. Yeah. That was their goal. That was their goal. How long does it take to recharge? Oh, our batteries are really fast. If you had a 60 amp lithium charger on our battery, it would charge up in less than an hour and a half from 0%. Wow. Yeah. Zero, zero percent to full charge in an hour and a half. Roughly, yes. They should put those on cars. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of work being done on batteries and cars right now. I can imagine. As you already know. That's right. What are some of the advantages to using lithium ion? There's a lot of advantages, actually. It's really a exciting time to want to get out into the open and travel your own way because... They charge very quickly, and because of that, they're very suited for solar charging. They're, they're lithium technology and solar panel technology, they, for a very long time, they were being developed in parallel because as the solar panels were increasing in their efficiency, scientists were saying and engineers were saying, gosh, where are we going to put all this power? And so they started to improve the performance of the lithium batteries because they knew lead acid wasn't going to keep up. So one of the benefits of a lithium battery is that it really does allow independence and it does pair, nothing pairs better with a solar panel than a lithium chemistry battery. The other thing is is you have a lot more power in the same footprint. So you can, many times, you can easily hit twice the power in the same footprint as a lead acid battery. And then of course, with that, you've got at least half the weight. You're at a point where you're not needing to worry about water, watering your batteries. Uh, They, in our case, they're serviceable. They're far more efficient. So say for instance, if, if a solar panel sending down a hundred Watts 
to charge a lead acid battery, by the time it gets discharged into your coach, you're only really going to have 80 watts accessible. In our case, if the battery is charged up by solar by 100 watts, the coach will have 99 watts accessible. So it's far more efficient. How many panels would somebody need in order to work well with a lithium-ion battery? That's a very good question, too. And honestly, it all depends on what the RVer's goals are, believe it or not. So say, suppose you have a 100-watt solar panel and you have a 1,200-watt battery, 12 volts, 100 amp hours. In optimal sun, that solar panel will send down 100 watts every hour to the battery. So that means that at 0%, you would need 12 hours to recharge your battery. Now, say, suppose you've got a 400-watt solar array on your roof. Then in optimal sun, you only need three hours to recharge a 1,200-watt-hour battery. What your recharge, what your goal is for your recharge rate determines how many solar panels one should have. Okay. So the number of batteries that you have would determine the number of panels that are needed to keep them fully charged. So if you had more than two batteries, you would obviously need more than one solar panel. Correct. Because you would charge, otherwise they would recharge so slowly. You would end up discharging from your battery at a much faster rate than they were recharging. Mm-hmm. And then you, you miss out on the benefits. What's the cost to, to install a system like this with the lithium-ion battery and the solar panels? That's a tough one to answer. And the reason why I say that's a tough one is because in our case... Everything is customized to the individual RV. So sometimes we found that, you know, when it says pre-wired for solar or solar prepped or solar ready or something like that, you never know what you're going to find. Sometimes there's automotive wires set into it, and then we have to pull that all out. Sometimes the battery compartments are just not in the not in really good shape and so we have to reinforce it or clean it up um and and then sometimes there's so much equipment on the roof that we have to build a new framing structure to install solar panels so how long how much money would it take it's a tough question to answer in a roundabout way, I can say if you had an RV with a roof and the electrical circuits in good repair, maybe not perfect, but if they were in good repair and depending on your electrical goals, lithium batteries installed with solar installation, depending on how big you wanted your system to be, I think we, can, we would be able to hit a lot of goals between five to $10,000. That's reasonable for somebody to get the ability to park an RV anywhere they wanted away from shore power. And the other nice thing right now is the federal government has a solar tax incentive, and that is 
And the IRS considers that your battery system is part of your solar system. Otherwise, where is all that power going to be stored in? So if you have, if you elect to have a solar system installed on your RV, and then you say, wait, I need to upgrade my batteries too. That can be included. The wire can be included. The solar charge controller, installation time, all of that can be included as your solar system. Do you folks do installs? Mm-hmm. Yep. You do right there in, in South Bend? We do in South Bend. And then also when we go to shows like rallies, we also install mobily too. Okay. So if somebody were going to like the escapee event, they might be Correct. able to get their RV fully souped up with solar power and batteries. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Do you work with dealerships as well, or do you work solely with people coming to the factory to get it done? Both. Both. Okay. The only thing with the dealership, though, is we do wish for one of their lead technicians or one of their managers to go through our certification program, and they have to pass our tests. I would imagine... Yeah, I would imagine that there's some differences in installing those kind of equipment because you're dealing with the electricity and you want to make sure that's buttoned down very well. Really, truly. And the other thing that's very fascinating, well, it's fascinating on both the solar side and the lithium-ion battery side, but the technology is changing so quickly that if you don't understand what modifications were made in a particular converter charger or what modifications were made in an inverter system, you could be setting something up for a moment where it's not working. Right. Or a catastrophic event in the, on the right conditions. Yeah, excuse me. Yes. And so whether you go to a moment of non-performance all the way out to a safety hazard. It's a thing that you have to constantly stay updated with. What kinds of modifications need to be made to an RV to accommodate a system like this? That's another great question, and it depends. So say, for instance, you have a coach that was made beyond 2016. Chances are your coach already has some preset lithium compatible components. Now, if it was before, if made before 2015, 2014, then chances are high there are no lithium compatible components. What you want to be concerned about are the four charging circuits and sensor systems. So the four charging circuits are, how is the voltage coming in from the alternator, from shore, from generator, and from solar? Can they all be made compatible with lithium chemistry? That's the first thing. Then you want to check out the sensors. Say, for instance, you have a sensor, like a battery temperature sensor or a state of charge sensor. If you take a lead-acid battery, that sensor is based off of lead-acid temperatures. But then you put a lead-acid or a lithium battery in place of that lead-acid, the sensor is still going to be calculating based on lead-acid temperatures, and it's going to detect another set of temperatures from lithium, and you'll never get a very good reading because there's a different set of, there's a different curve, there's different temperatures when you get to lithium. 
So to switch over a coach with a lead acid battery system or AGM, and then to get it to lithium, you want to watch for the charging circuits and then the sensors. Okay. When you're looking at doing an install, are you talking hours to complete an install, days or weeks? <laughs> I would say in I would say in the neighborhood of a week to two weeks. And that's really driven primarily by the RV owner. And the reason why I say that is because we often get RVers and they say, we just don't know how much solar we need, how many lithium batteries we need. And so what we do when they come to our facility we, is we wire up their our test kit to their RV. We don't invade their wiring or anything like that. All we do is take positive and negative from our solar system and our batteries and hook it up to their inverter. So what they can learn is camping out in our parking lot. How long they can last if, say, suppose they chose one panel and two batteries. Will it last the night or not? And of course, we've got 50 amp hookup too. So if the battery didn't last and it's nighttime and there's no recharge from solar, they could plug into the wall. Nothing is going to get lost. And it's a, but it's a very good test of knowing what's the right number for me. Because a lot of times you can do the math, but it's close, but not exactly right. So we like to do, in the rounds of those testing, Sometimes testing can happen and a day or two goes by and we can start doing an installation. Sometimes some people want to say, oh, okay, wait, you know, let me test four panels and six batteries and let's see how long that lasts. And it's a good test up here being in the Midwest because it's partially cloudy most of the time. Mm -hmm. So you can, you can see how quickly you're going to charge up in this environment versus an optimal environment like in the Southwest. That's a good question. How do clouds affect the ability to recharge a battery like this? It is compared to optimal sun. So say, for instance, you are in Southern Arizona mm -hmm. right now. That is essentially optimal sun. If you have a 100-watt panel, you are absolutely collecting 100 watts in your batteries. Now. Cloudy days, like what we get, it will not be as optimal. But the technology is so good nowadays that you're probably getting between 50 to 70% of optimal on a cloudy day. And the reason why it is so high is because when you have cloud cover and there's light coming in, that light is bouncing up and down and back and forth from the clouds back to the ground. So there's a lot of that bounce back irradiance that the solar panels can pick up. The oh. other thing, oh, sorry. No, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. It's the same effect like on a snowy day. We've collected like 50% on a, in a snowstorm, 50% of the power that we were able to collect in August on a pure sunny day. And it's only because of how the light keeps on bouncing off the snow, off the clouds, back off the snow. And that light is just so bright that the solar panels really do well in it. And the other reason why the solar panels do so well is because there is a coating on the tempered glass of a solar panel 
it's called an ARC, ARC coating. And what that does is it grabs the light, the, it grabs the irradiance and it doesn't let it bounce back off. So say, for instance, if you had an IR camera, an infrared camera, and you took a picture of a solar panel, it would look like a black hole because the light is going to it and nothing is bouncing back out. Oh, that's interesting as well. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. So that coding, that job of that coding is simply, it's called an anti-reflective coding. The job of the coding is only to let light hit it and not let it bounce off. Because obviously the more it collects of the irradiance, the more power it can create. So the solar panel, solar panel becomes a black hole of sorts. It just grabs yes, it the does. light and never lets it go. Correct. That's very, Correct. very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it won't let it go. If, the, if your panel is in good shape. I live in southern Arizona, Phoenix, actually. Uh -huh. And we do have sun most of the days. And so yeah. the homes there have solar panels placed on their roofs in a way that is going to capture most of the sun all day long. Now, when you're in an RV, do you, are you able to modify where the panels can point because you might be backed into one site that is not facing the sun some days? Yes. There are systems nowadays where you can either manually or electrically adjust, shift the angle of your solar panels. Yes, there, there are products like that out there. The one thing that I haven't, I haven't been able to find in testing, and maybe some of the listeners might have more insight, is how do they do over time with the changing environments, with the sandiness of the Southwest or the moisture of the Northwest? How, how do those systems hold up? But yes, you can absolutely change their positions. That would be a very good question because the RVers, being mobile, they are in different environments all year long. So oh, they yeah. might be in super hot conditions some days and then in freezing weather the others. Do the panels right. have to be uninstalled if they're going to be wintered somewhere? Not necessarily. No. Okay. That's cool. What about hail and things like that? Is Are the panels protected from moderate hail? Yes. Uh, there is a UL standard for solar panels, and they do include a hail test. And a solar panel, as it's getting certified, does have to pass the hail test, which I believe is a laboratory-produced piece of hail. They have a mold, just like, like an ice cube tray, and it's got to be one inch in diameter and it has to fall from a certain amount of height. You have to drop it onto the glass and then see what happens. I forget the precise details of that test, but it is tested. It, solar panels and the tempered glass is tested for a certain level of hail protection. Problem is what happens if you get a piece of hail that has slightly more ice composition that was dropped from a higher point that had winds acting on it. You know, that glass was already frozen instead of at standard testing temperatures. 
that's those variations can have a big impact, but they are tested for that one inch of hail, one inch diameter hail ball. I understand that this system has received some pretty interesting attention lately in the media and with some awards. Talk about that. Yeah, that's true. Last February, we had it was announced that we our lithium ion battery won the world's greatest battery award, and this really makes us giddy because it was the first time that an RV specific product took the category. Well, cool. And who gave this award? There is a TV show called The World's Greatest TV Show, and they have a committee where they evaluate different categories of products and then they compete the products against each other and then they select and they select the winner. That's interesting. Wait, can people yeah. watch that show? Uh, yes. Yes, I believe there is I believe the channel is a pay-per-view channel and I think we had a link to it also. But yes, you can watch the segment I understand that Bloomberg also featured your products in a recent article. Correct. Correct. Yep. And what was it that they were talking about, the entire solar system and how it works on an RV? They were really focused in on the battery because our battery is so different. Like, it's resistance to fire. It, the digital display actually embedded in the battery. There was a lot of things that they had never seen before. So as we were interviewing, they were very, very curious and wanting to know more. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting. Where can people get more information about your system and your products? Brighterproducts.com, where the brighter is spelled B-R-I-T-E-R, brighterproductsplural.com is a good place to start for our batteries. And if anybody, we also do have a Facebook page. And uh, if anybody has any questions, we encourage people to go up onto our website, ask, send an email to us for more information. There's a form on the website as well. We can help out trying to match things up because it can get intimidating. Your website also looks like it has a lot of resources available to help educate consumers about solar power and lithium-ion batteries. There are a number of videos yep. there. Correct. Well, I think our goal is for solar technology and for lithium-ion batteries, the correct information to become intuitive because we're at a point right now where there are a lot of off-brand offerings of both products. And there are trade-offs that are often made in design and in engineering. And an average person who's not in this field, they might not know what those trade-offs are. But I think with the right information becoming available, it can become very intuitive. Wait, does that make sense for me or does it not make sense? I understand that your company also offers a free solar consultation in which people can call up and speak with a technician about what their solar needs are. How would people arrange that? Same way. Just drop us a line, give us a call, send an email, catch up with us at a booth or at a presentation. Um, um, 
Do you have any RV shows coming up there? People can connect with you or are you at the big ones like the Pennsylvania RV show and Tampa? Uh, we have never made it out to the RV shows in Tampa and Hershey. We're looking at it for the upcoming year. Upcoming real close. We're going to go to the Rambling Pushers rally in Goshen, May 5th through May 10th. And then at May, June 7th through the 10th, there's Glamorama, which is a chapter of the FMCA. We will also be going to the Airstream rally in June. I believe that was in Rock Springs, Wyoming. And then the FMCA International Rally in the middle of August, I want to say, in Gillette. Very good. I really appreciate all this information, Avanti. This is just fascinating to me. And it sure seems like solar technology has come a long way since it was first introduced to the RV industry in the early 2000s. And so I'm glad to see that you folks are capitalizing on this trend among people who are looking for ways to get more options. Thank you. I was fascinated by some of the things Brighter Products CEO Avanti Lawani was saying about solar energy and how it can be adopted in the RV industry. That segment of the industry sure has come a long way in recent years. With proper care, Brighter Products lithium batteries can last up to 15 years, depending upon the amount of space available in a storage compartment and how much the RVers want to live off-grid. Anywhere from 2 to 16 batteries can be connected to retain solar power. With a 60-amp lithium charger, Avanti said a battery can go from zero to fully charged in 90 minutes. What I found really interesting was how rapidly improving solar panels can capture more sunlight even in cloudy and snowy conditions. That's because sunlight is bouncing back and forth off the clouds. In fact, solar panels capture so much energy today that those batteries had to improve in tandem to store the solar power. That allows RVers to enjoy significantly more power within the same footprint as traditional lead-acid batteries, but with half the weight. The number of solar panels determines the speed at which lithium batteries can be recharged. If an RV has a 1200-watt battery, it would take a single 100-watt solar panel nearly 12 hours in optimal sun to recharge the battery. Yet with a 400-watt solar array, it would take just 3 hours. That also means a larger array of solar panels could recharge more batteries to give RVers extra power at night. With tax incentives being offered by the federal and some state governments, this might be an ideal time for RVers to consider adding or upgrading solar systems to their rigs. Brighter Products can install solar systems at their plant in South Bend, plus the company has trained technicians at RV dealerships around the country who can also complete the installs. The television show World's Greatest recently interviewed Avante after it bestowed the title of World's Greatest Battery on Brighter Products' lithium-ion battery design. That segment can be viewed on YouTube along with several other videos about the company's batteries and solar equipment at www.youtube.com forward slash at sign Brighter Products, B-R-I-T-E-R Products dot com. For more information about the company and its products, or to schedule an install, visit www.brighterproducts.com. Today's episode was brought to you by Rick Camper News. Since 1987, they've been helping businesses of all types find and recruit work campers 
who serve in a variety of positions around the country to further help the mission of great businesses like yours. When you become an employer member at WorkCamper.com, you'll have access to resources and support to help you develop and implement your WorkCamper recruitment strategy. In today's market, it's more challenging than ever to keep a flow of applicants coming in. WorkCamper News recommends advertising your current and future WorkCamping job openings frequently throughout the year, as well as scheduling some time to regularly search the WorkCamper resume database because new WorkCampers are joining daily. WorkCampers like to plan many months ahead, so now is the time to take action to begin developing your WorkCamper team. You can learn more and download a quick start guide for employers at www.workcamper.com forward slash employer. That's all I have for today's show. Next week, I'll be speaking with a solo work camper who is still going strong at 78 years of age. I'll have that interview in the next episode of The Work Camper Show. Thank you for listening.